Hey, it is 2021, and we are in season three of Coffee Talk. Thanks for listening. It would be such a such a gift to us if An you honor. would, yeah, rate us, give us five stars. Do we all would the so things, appreciate man. that. Leave Let a comment know. saying this this podcast has changed your freaking life. Yes, and uh, yes. it'd mean a lot to us. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk, and it's gonna be a good year. Cheers. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you all on this beautiful January morning. We actually had some sun here in Seattle, which is a rarity these days. I'm so grateful for it, man. The sun came out yesterday. It felt like spring. I heard birds chirping. They're um, chirping. Do you remember that old song? We have these. Okay, this is, for all the listeners, this is a free gift we're going to give you before we even start. Um, go to YouTube on your Apple TV. If you don't have Apple TV... Where have you been? Go to YouTube and search like um, music from another room or like we search these jazz scenes and it's snow and there's this one of Paris. You're like, so it's like you're in an apartment, a condo. It's super comfy and the fire, you can hear the crackling of the fire and they keep playing the song on repeat, the instrumental version version of uh, Rainbow Connection. Do you know that song? Vic, you know that, right? One day we'll find it, the rainbow It's in a movie, right? For lovers and dreamers and me. Yeah, it's the Muppets. Oh, it's the Muppets. (laughs) Yeah, God, it's, I mean, I let it, the other day, last week, I was working from home for most of the day, and I just let it run in the background, this instrumental, crackling of a fireplace, so cozy. So cozy. Do yourself a favor, man, get out there, do it. Um, How you doing, babe? I'm good. Man, you are wearing some short shorts. I am. My cute little comfy cozies. Dang, woman. And with my uh, beautiful- I know milk does a body good, but how much you been drinking? Okay. <laughs> That's so cheese. And I'm a been, looking and, and I'm, I'm a liking. liking. Are your legs tired? Because you've been running around my mind all day. <laughs> Did it hurt? Did it hurt when? When you fell from heaven? <laughs> Let's keep it going. Got some more in there? Uh, yeah, you got probably, any more, babe? I probably do. All um, the cheesies? Babe, um, you're wearing a new robe. A robe that you bought me. Yeah, Victoria's Secret. It's all black, super comfy. Super comfy. Super short. <laughs> <laughs> you know I bought that robe. Yeah, you the did. The other one you had I loved too, but it went literally down to your ankles. I called it my granny robe. <laughs> it went down to your ankles. It was like one of those like spa robes. It was white yeah. and it was super like long, but it just got wore out. But this is like... Short and cute and cozy. This robe says... Um, <laughs> I can't actually What's say, it say, babe? I can't say what it says. What's it say? Because this is, we'd get the explicit mark. Oh, we would? Yeah. I think we should get that already at times. We do. We have yeah. it. Well, with your deep V and your your uh, black, your matte black necklace, just in your matte black cup going on. Look at you. Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, I do your have the map. I have You're the just... matte black thing going. It's a mafia thing. I don't it's know a if thing, you knew that. huh? Yeah. I well, like these matte black hey, mugs. Hey, can we, you know, it's been a while since we've gone to, gone to the, gone to the boards and looked at what the people are saying. People are saying. About the Coffee Talk podcast. So Coffee I always like podcast. to do this every now and then is kind of scroll through and read some of the remarks, which we love. Thank you for rating and doing all that. That's oh, but a- before you do, I want to give a shout out to Marlia. I think that's how you say her Marlia? name. Marlia? Marlia. She um, contacted me through Sweet Serenity and subscribed to our monthly candle subscription. Yeah. Um, and so I had to connect with her briefly and then called her over the holidays because she got a candle for her mother um, every month for a Christmas gift, which is a great idea. And um, Plug. 
it was really great talking with her. And then she's like, uh, I found you because of, of your podcast. Aww. And then she learned about Sweet Serenity Candles. So I just wanted to say thank you. One thing you. leads to another, huh? Uh-huh. Thank you, Marlia, for... Uh, Purchasing Sweet Serenity oh, candles. Oh, thank you for your patronage, she was Marlia. the sweetest. And also thank you for listening to Coffee Talk. If you hear this, Billy and Jen. We're sending love your way, darling. Who knows? Marlia could be one of the people that made comments because, you know, oh. sometimes people leave like um, you don't know their name. Okay, here's, I'll read a couple right here. This is from Susanna948. I'm not Susanna quite sure who it is. She says, Love it. This podcast is authentic and funny, and I would recommend. Well, thank you, Susanna. Thank you for recommending. This is from Jake Archer. <laughs> Vixen away this morning. It was nine four eight. Vixen away this morning. So watch out, coffee talkers. It's early. Um, This is Jake Archer. We actually know Jake Archer. Jake Five Stones. Give a shout out to that coffee shop. Hey, honestly, Dunkin' Donuts is my favorite coffee because I grew up in the East Coast, and it's like it's been, it's in my, it runs through my veins. Uh But if I were to choose a, a very close second. My second favorite coffee shop in all the world is Five Stones Coffee. Wow. Right here in Seattle. All the man. world? Love them, yeah. Oh, Here's what Jake has to say about the podcast. He calls coffee and sex. I mean, what else do you want? In life? <laughs> That's actually good. We need to do an <laughs> episode you, Jake. Coffee and Dude, Sex. That's a oh, great man. He goes, title. I love Billy and Jen. Honestly, in this podcast, gets me through my days, continues to make me laugh, which we honestly, what else do we need more in this life is a little laughter. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for listening, man. Okay, this person is called Russell Wilson is overrated. Okay. Okay. Not cool. Not cool. We're Seahawks fans around here. I wonder if this person is from Seattle. I'm doubting they are. But you know what? We They're accept not. They're weeks, from the East Coast. Weeks. Yeah, Russell They're, Wilson is they overrated. They've got to be like a foul. Falcons we accept fan. all types here. We accept you. We love you. They say awesome podcast. Love these two. They give such wisdom and are so transparent. Look forward to new episodes every week. Okay. Well, we we thank you for that. <laughs> Lilia Turchik. Oh, we know Lilia. Lilia. Yeah. She goes, love, love, love this podcast. So transparent, authentic, relatable, and always walk away learning something from Billy and Jen and their guests. Thank you for the incredible content. What a writer. Uh, yeah, you're you're a you're a reoccurring guest. <laughs> Lanny Fresh. I feel like I know Lanny. Lanny. Lady. It's Lanny, L-A-N-N-Y. It says, excellent pod. Great and relatable. Ooh, Thanks for this pod. pod. <laughs> That's what all the kids are saying these days. Yeah, yeah. It's pod, called a pod. You know. Excellent um, pod. This one was nice. This is from Sarah Archer. This is Jake's wife. Dude, the Archers are blowing us up. They just blew us up. What? She says, trust and laughter. <laughs> it's so funny. Her husband says, coffee and sex. <laughs> this she is says, so classic, trust and right? laughter. That shows men and women right, right. there. Trust and laughter. <laughs> she goes, I love this podcast. It's genuine, entertaining, and convicting in all the, the right ways. the truth is, if women trust. I'm reading what Sarah said. I know, but I got something to say okay. about this. If women trust, they'll have sex with you more. Wow. <laughs> just dropping the hot truth around here. <laughs> it's kind of random, but I mean, just, gen- just women in general? I don't know what we're yeah. talking about. Billy and Jen aren't afraid to speak the truth, clearly, <laughs> in a gracious way. Uh, they call us all to grow in our walk with God and live out our faith. Oh, well Thanks, said, Sarah. Sir. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for your comments and your That reviews. means a lot. A little shout out here on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Coffee and sex. I'm <clears> liking that uh, title. Let's 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 next up ep- next week's episode. Man, had I thought I about it, I could make it this one. I don't know how we do it though. We revisit. could just literally do. I mean, we're we're into. We just talk about sex. I mean, you are wearing the robe. We're in, we're entering. Dang, girl! Uh, like the robe has no coverage. This is amazing. Okay, calm down. I, I got the best seat on. in the house right now. Okay, calm down. Well, you're the one who brought up coffee and sex. Uh, no, Jake actually did. And and <laughs> Thanks, that Jake. being said, I mean, we're going to be heading into um our anniversary month in a in about a month and a half. We are. We should do a whole episode called Coffee and Sex. What are we doing for our anniversary? Well, first of all, we're going with friends for their birthday, 
um, to. But this is for Valentine's Day. Okay, Valentine's. But we've never we've never been. Never been to Miami, Florida. Miami. Like we've been to Florida, multiple places in Florida. We've been to Jacksonville. We've been to Destin. We've been to Orlando. I've been to Tampa Bay. We've been to all the places: Pensacola, Pensacola, Cocoa Beach, Cocoa Beach, um, Daytona Beach, which is kind of an armpit. Um, <laughs> Panama City. For all the people uh, who live there. Pan- is it Panama City yeah, Beach? We haven't been. That's the, no, that's the army. You're being quite judgy because Panama we haven't City been Beach. in quite uh, some time. Fort Walton. And I, I've uh, heard I got, a friends, lot of those, I got friends in Fort Walton, but I would not recommend going there. I've heard a lot of those places are actually, they're, they're get, coming up. They really have changed a lot. I hope so. so. We're, we're talking about But we have we never been, been to the very tip of, of Florida. Miami, Miami. Yeah, we're right. We're going in February. And I hear it's like, it's peak season. It's a great time. So you're telling me that's what we're doing for our friend's birthday and our Valentine's Day. Yeah, why okay, not? We're not. That doesn't. We gotta do something new for our anniversary, which is a bunch. <laughs> so many things. I see, I see you over there trying to combine like, to like like five holidays. Trying to get like typical, a you know, like a bundle mail over here. Like, is this a bundle? Get out of here, Capone. He's the like, I'm getting bundle deals. You know, um, that's gonna be fun going to Miami. Miami, Miami, Florida. How did we get on Miami? What did you? You got me off track. I just said. Uh, I'm thinking well, about you in a bikini anniversary. 24 years in March. We're celebrating. That's right. And I think we should do an episode during that month called, called Coffee, Coffee and, and Sex. Sex. All right, in honor of Jake and Sarah. Yep. Maybe we should have them on as guests. They can be experts in coffee because they own a coffee company, and <gasps> we could be experts brilliant. in sex because we are experts. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this it. morning proved that again. I mean, 24 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did prove that this morning. Uh, <laughs> Nick's so not amused. <laughs> Our daughter's gonna listen to this and like block us. Um, all right, what should we talk about today? Okay, I had a thought. What did you have a thought? I- we once did a way long ago, like in season one, we did The Art of Unwinding. Remember that episode? I do remember. If you, if you, if you haven't listened to that, maybe go back to the archives of Coffee Talk. We're in the hundreds now, but we did we did one called The Art of Unwinding. I want to talk today on The Art of Unlearning. Mm. <laughs> I feel like no matter what I said, mm. you were going to do that. Like that was you already started mm, before uh, yeah. I finished. I was gearing the up. art of underwear. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like you were already the mm. art of dog walking. Mm. Uh, the art of unlearning. Okay, we've learned this art. I think we're still learning. I feel like I'm better at the art of unwinding than I am at the art of unlearning. But we've had some experience. What I mean, sometimes the only way to learn something new is to unlearn what you already know. Mm. <laughs> I'm, okay. just I'm trying to be serious I'm here. Just You're just messing with me. Okay. Um, I think it, that's real. And I think it is difficult, man. It, it is, is difficult, difficult to unlearn what you know because we spend so much time getting to know things, right? Yeah. Um, but we have found in our lives that one of the most important things we've done. And transitioning in seasons of life. Like if you feel you're at a stop, if you feel like you're kind of stopped in life, you feel like nothing's changed, if you feel like kind you're of kind dead of like end. in a routine. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for routines, but you're like in a dead end routine. Like you're like, it's just the same old, same kind of old, same. Cycle. Groundhog day, groundhog day. Like it just keeps happening and happening. You feel like nothing new is happening. Um, it could be that you just need to unlearn some stuff. Like I'm all for learning. I think we should always learn. I'm an avid book reader. We learn lots of stuff. I think the people in our world that we surround ourselves with are learners. Like I'm a learner, right? Like, but I think sometimes we get stuck because we ha- we are unwilling to unlearn what we've learned. And different seasons in life require us to unlearn so we can learn. I think you can learn all the time, but I think sometimes the only way you can learn new things is to unlearn old things. That's so good, right? Like, honestly, for me. Unlearning is so much harder, so much harder than learning. Totally. 
it's so much. I remember moving to Seattle. What is it been? Fifteen almost years or fourteen? Almost. Um, uh, whatever. 14, fourteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fourteen. And you know what the hardest part was is unlearning, unlearning uh, mentalities. Um, we came from one church, walked into a new church. We went from doing one job. I went to a completely different job. And it was it was a difficult year. I'll, I'll just have to say, even the weather changed. Everything about my life turned upside down. And unlearning was one of the most difficult. I mean, I shed some tears through yeah. that that season. Well, of course, because learning... You already, when you're learning, you're already coming from a place like, I don't know, I need to learn. Right. You're the, but unlearning, you have the student right. mentality. But unlearning position. is like, I know, but now I need to unlearn so I can learn something new mm-hmm. because I already know in this area. And so that requires just a level of humility. It requires a level of vulnerability. It requires a level of whatever. So, yeah. I was with a friend yesterday and she was saying her father, you know, is, is older, um, but not too old, but you know, in the season again to wanting to remarry, he's been single for some time and kind of met a girl and they were hanging out. And then I asked her about, Hey, how's, how's your dad doing with his new girlfriend? And, and she said, Oh, they're no longer together. And I said, Oh, what happened? He, and he made the statement. He goes, he goes, you can't, you can't teach an old dog. New your friend tricks. was a dude. So my friend's father. Oh yeah. My friend's father. <laughs> like, who are you hanging out with? And um, she said her dad, dad and, and the girlfriend weren't dating anymore. And I said, oh, why? And he basically said, you can't, you can't teach a dog, old, you know, new tricks. Can't teach an old, old dog, dog new, new tricks. tricks. And, and he, he said. Be, be, and he was saying that about himself or the girl About he was the dating? girl. He was saying that about the girl he was well, dating? Well, I mean, like in the nicest oh, way. Oh my goodness. I don't think there's a nice way to call a girl a well, dog, like an old dog. But okay, I get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying. It's a saying that should be eliminated. But it's like he was saying that people. at the end of the day, he realized like he, he liked her, but there was a lot of things that he knew she's always just going to keep doing it. And we'll, those are not going to change. I thought he was saying that about himself, which to be honest, if I'm talking to this dude, I'm like, bro, you probably should say it to yourself. You can't teach an old dog. True. Tricks. And he was that that's exactly what he was saying. He's making the point though that that I'm I'm in I stuck in my ways, she's stuck in her ways, yeah. and we're just not, you know, we're not getting it's along. Real. And then I was like, okay, so so what? When you're in your sixties, can you not unlearn and and learn new things? Because we've even talked about we meet older people and they're just they're kind of stuck in their way. We get a little frustrated. Uh-huh. You know, so is it possible for someone like even in I'm 40. I'm going to be 60 one day. It is. I want to keep learning. Like, I think it's possible. How do you learn the art Because I know of, people who do it. Yeah. How do you learn the art of unlearning? Let's talk about it. No matter what season. Before we get to that random question based on what you said, if I were to die, would you remarry? <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, would you marry another? My my initial reaction is no. Mm-hmm. Because when I first, before I met you, I was so picky. I was so picky. Uh, you mean when you were 12? I was. I <laughs> you, mean, we got married when you were 16. I so, did get married, but I just I I am picky now. Like I'm just like I don't just be like oh I'm gonna go along. With I mean, the babe, club. you're a young forty-one. It would have to a be young the most 41. incredible. Like you're forty-one man. who looks like thirty-one. And, so and I mean, there's so many single ladies right now, and and there's not good enough men around. Like I'm just like I probably won't remarry. Well, I mean, like that's real. Really? So just 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 in the fact that I doubt I would even find someone who would even measure even measure up or even close but to like just for companionship and no you know. that's kind of a waste of time then like what not for sex though no just I don't for good old fashioned that's okay loving. sex is great but then you have to deal with everything else like I've well, no one's single. gonna compare to be honest exactly I mean. babe <laughs> Stop. exactly I would want well, okay. you I would want you to be would happy. you would you remarry 
I, I don't think I would because I honestly can't think of a woman that could ever compare. No, that's what to you're you. supposed to say, babe. No, it's but it's what I mean. But I don't think I would. You, I th- you know you what I think would, I would do? Would I think have, you would want to have sex. Come on. We've had a lot. I've probably had like ten lifetimes I worth of sex. Um, I mean, it's been great. I don't want to stop, but I could. I think you would, and I don't think you would. Wait, so I agree with you that. think I would? Yeah. And yep. you, that, that's so typical. Everyone thinks the man's going to get married. Men, men get married men, so fast. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is, right? Uh, men, need men, men need sex is all you're saying. No, they need It's that shallow. <laughs> but I've had so much help for 24 years. Like, I feel like I'm right? good. I feel like I'd give myself to, like, my kids, what I'm doing. Your kids are grown. They're, they're living that's their own That's what I'm saying. Lives. Like, we would, like, go into another season. I would just give myself to other things. I'd become a monk. I'd become no. celibate. Okay, first of all, I'd that's not true. Yeah. You, you yeah. like sex a lot. So I do. So. With you. I'm going to be celibate. I'm quitting. <laughs> I, I wonder quit how the- many listeners are having the same conversation. Like, I quit the game. Would they remarry? I think, I think most people would remarry. I used to have friends that would be like, if I die, I want you to marry Vic. Like, they specifically said that. They that, told their husbands to marry. That's kind of dysfunctional. Yeah, that's weird. And the dude's like, I totally would. They're not married anymore, but. Yeah. <laughs> and they called you? Has the guy called did you? they call you? Hey, Vic, remember what my wife told or me to did do? did they, Vic? <laughs> oh, this is getting gooey. Let's talk hey, about Vic, it. Hey, Vic, uh, you're sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you would remarry. And I, I wonder. Is, I said I would. We're on a topic now. I said I, I'd be celibate. I wonder if you would remarry someone similar to my person or someone totally different. You probably would marry someone so much more milder. I think totally different because. No way. Yeah, like if someone was trying to be like you, that'd just be ridiculous. Yeah. I would not remarry. I'm yeah. telling you, I would just get on with life. I There's so it. much to life. One year. If we, had, you know, you asked me this 10 years ago when we've been married for like 12 years, I think I'd, or 14 years, I would have been like, maybe, because I'd have been in my 30s. I'm in my 40s now. And I mean, I'm still crazy young. I have as much energy in my 40s as I did in Babe, my 20s. We're going to live like, the notebook dream. Yeah, yeah. We're going to die it. in the bed. It's just a random question. While we cuddle at night. Yeah. That's how we're going, man. Is that I'm how praying. we're going? I'm going down in a blaze of glory. In bed with me. Ooh, okay. I can, I can wrap my mind around it. I can wrap my mind around it. All right, moving on. You got the robot. Okay. Okay, what are we okay, talking about? Okay, let's get back to this. So, okay. the art of unlearning. Sometimes the only way to learn something new is to unlearn what you already know. I kind of feel like, I was as I was getting ready to do this podcast, I wrote down three things. Um, three ways to exercise or perfect the art of unlearning how do we unlearn that's okay that's the question how do we oh i'm so excited okay number one okay i think you have to put yourself in a place where you're not the expert the most skilled or knowledgeable where you're not the go-to person so whether that's physically put yourself in a place mentally put yourself in a place emotionally put yourself in a place relationally put you you have to put yourself in a place you have to change positions to where you're not the most you're not the go-to person in the room and I feel like every time we've had to unlearn, because if you're the go-to person, if you're the expert, then you're not going to unlearn because everyone's asking you, what do you think? You're the professional, you're the expert, you're the most skilled, you're the most knowledgeable, you have the most experience. I feel like the only way we can begin to unlearn is to put ourselves in a place where we don't know. And then you're like, you have to begin, right? Do you think that? 100%. Like if you're the king of the kiddie pool, go jump in the deep end. That's what I'd say. And whatever that means, for some people listening, you might actually need to change your job. Remember when we were short on money month to month, babe, and you literally were like, I'm going to go start a business. And you had no idea how to do it. And we spent $300 on flyers that you canvassed at people's door to door. And then you would go door to door 
and sell your services, which sounds <laughs> really sketch. It but that's what you did. Like we didn't know, and you would if I'd have been like you. You were unlearning what you had. You had to like. How do we do this? You didn't even know. So you put yourself in a position and that's how you learn new things. Don't you agree? Uh, I, I 100%. And then, and again, that was the season that we, we had just arrived to Seattle and, and I, you know, we jumped out of the boat and like, I'm going to start a, a business and literally not knowing a soul or the industry, I just had to surround myself. I remember walking into a room of this like networking company, like a group of people on a Saturday morning <laughs> And I was so intimidated. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, you know, could, people in real estate and in all kinds of different industries. And walking in there, they all stared at me and asked me what industry I was, you, you know. You made me go with you once. It was the most awkward. I, like, what, what is your company? What do you do? Yeah. Who are you? And you, you want to talk about feeling so out of place and so intimidated. And you grew up in a church community. And so your networking connections was, was because of who you were. small little world. You just had it. No, you had like all these people that knew, oh, you're the pastor's daughter. Oh, you go to this church. And so your community was built which, in. Okay, which is you interesting. You had to unlearn. How you do community because you didn't have anyone to call. When I was in that 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 whole environment, I felt like I I was I had a big world. I felt like I you know all of everything was just so large and big and wonderful. And then stepping out of that, I realized how small it was. How small it was. And how big the world actually is. Not that is. I loved that community, right? And and it was amazing for that season. But you kind of get in this bubble, no matter where you're at in life. All of us can in this bubble of thinking we're kind of we kind of arrived. We kind of know everything. And then you step out of it into a, something brand new and you realize, I didn't know anything. Yeah. In light of it all, I just, in light of it, all of us, our, our worlds are smaller than we think. Even if you have a, an enormous level of fame, your world is still very small because now your world is like, everyone serves me. Everyone does what I want to do because I'm famous and I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have small worlds and you have to change the place. Okay. It's the same thing like um, in marriage. How do we put ourselves in a place where we don't know? Counseling. I mean, that's where it changed for you and I. Yeah. We had been married for 19 years, 20 years, right? This is probably four years ago. finally went to a good counselor. And we were struggling, but it's because we knew. Like, we know everything to do. I remember you saying to me, like, we need to do this, this. I'm like, babe, we know what to do. When we finally got to a counselor and realized, oh, my God, we have to unlearn mm-hmm. some of the things we've been doing because we put ourselves in a place where we weren't the go-to. Um, it's the same in parenting. Like, you know, if you've been a parent and you've parented one kid or two kids and then you find yourself, like, how do you unlearn? Well, ask other parents what they're doing. I got another thing. Ask your parents if you have decent parents that are still in your life. Like, ask them. Yeah. Like, put yourself in the position to where you're not the go-to person. You're not the expert in the room. Um, when we left Atlanta, we were pastors there for 10 years. We came to Seattle. I will never forget. We came to a church that was easily five to 10 times larger than the church we were in. And the sphere of influence at this church that we came to in Seattle, right, was so much more. And we were in a big church in Atlanta. It was a church of about 2,000, right? And we were at the top. Like we were literally the the epitome of big fishes in a small pond. Totally. Right? Yeah. Totally. And then we got here and like nobody knows your name. Nobody cares to know your name. And you realize like it is so much bigger. And I remember that first year, what we tell people to say is like we had to unlearn so many things. So many things. And here's the thing. It wasn't that what we learned in Atlanta was wrong. It was just to learn new and to expand. You we had, had to, to unlearn, unlearn what we thought we knew. I remember coming here and being like, let me tell them a thing or two. Like, I know a lot. I could show them. I could and show them. And even if you don't say it, there's this part of you, you think it. You mm-hmm. feel it. And it, and it, and it, and it what amazing, 
oddly enough, it comes out. It comes out even without saying. And it. then that's happened demeanor, to us again. Your attitude, like okay, now we're running our own church. We for the first time in our lives, mm-hmm. we're lead pastors of a church. Which people are like, have you? Oh, you've. You know, how do you know? I had a guy ask me the other day we we're at lunch. He's like, dude, how do you know how to run a church so well? Like you've never done this. I'm like, well, no, I did. I wasn't. I wasn't the head. But I'll make no mistake, I was running a church, right? So yeah. I know how to run a church. But here's what I would say we're having to unlearn now is how to do church in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. That, I literally, we had a staff meeting two days ago. And we're like, we're going to have to unlearn a few things so that we can do the new thing that is church in a pandemic. Getting together in person in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. Like it is you can't do it the way you used to do it. Youth ministry doesn't look the same. Children's ministry doesn't look the same. Groups and community doesn't look the same. Right. Events don't look the same. Church doesn't look the same. Gathering doesn't look the same, right? Like how we do it. So we're going to have to unlearn a few things, which I get excited about I because I think once you start unlearning, then you're just moments away from learning new things. It's the same thing in business. We have this we kind of our philosophy going into this year for business, for us, because we're business owners, is we're not going to be afraid to walk through open doors. Because we genuinely believe you'll never know unless you go. That's right. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's so much fear out there. It's so prevalent in today's day, especially when it comes to the economy and business and taking risks right now financially or whatever it is. And we just decided when there are open doors presented to us in business, we're not going to be afraid to walk through them. Absolutely. And he's like, well, what if, that, what, if, what if it doesn't work out? Well, now we know. And knowing something is an advantage. So we're, un- you know what I'm saying? Don't you agree? It's, it's, yeah. I, the only I, way you can learn new things is to unlearn the old ways. Like there are probably doors we want to walk through in normal times in business. We were like, no way. That's not, that's not frugal. That's not wise. But now we're like, no, no, no. What? There's an opportunity. Let's do it. Let's see where it leads. Because what do you so have to real. lose? I think I'm, I'm like thinking uh, you're, as you're talking about so many different thoughts. And one of the things that comes to mind is the, um, the ability to change is is so difficult mm-hmm. i mean for Which me, goes hand in hand for me personally at times for i mean probably most of the listeners just change people, we want to we want to say that oh I, I love change not not really most people not really yeah because it, it 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 shows in our in our lifestyle like i think change is what we're talking about having the ability to change helps you unlearn even quicker and learn new 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 things and and I think the thing that I find in older people that I'm I'm drawn to or that I look up to, I think the thing they have in common is what you're talking about is they have this ability and capacity to change in every season. And when you meet like a sage, you always say, I want to be a sage when I get older. I feel like what makes you a sage when you get older is you're, you have the capacity to keep learning and not hold on to what you've always known in a new decade which or a is new unlearning. season, which is they've learned the art of unlearning. It's true. I agree. That's how we change. It's not just learning. It's unlearning. Yeah. What worked five years ago may not work right now. What worked 50 days ago. I mean, we're in a pandemic where things are changing so rapidly. It's interesting too. May not work it, right now. Interesting too to hear. I was just listening to random things that our son Caleb, he'll he'll mention things about like our personalities, his aunt's personality, different things. He's like, it's kind of annoying. Why are you guys? He makes comments. And when I, when I... When I listen to it, I kind of want to be like, what's your problem? But as he's talking, I'm realizing he's actually probably more right than I am. Like, False. like I need, I need to change. That's real. Like, I actually have these weird, like, ways of doing things, habits. Why do I, why am I doing it this mm. way? And it could be as very practical, you know, things in life or it could be even larger things. But, but listening. Way to humble brag. Listening <laughs> even to young people. What I'm getting to is listening to young people. 
Okay, it's you so, sound like an old person calling them young people. Well, he's, Can he's, you not do that? Are those young people out there, we're going to listen to well, the I'm young people. I'm 41 and my to the, 20. Listening to the next generation. Yeah, and, yeah. and the way they see things is is probably a huge part of helping us unlearn. Open don't your you mind, think? man. Yeah, unlearn. I agree. Essentially, I think what we're saying is like, don't be afraid to get in over your head. I'm not saying to the point to where you drown, where you're overwhelmed, but don't be afraid to get submerged into something because there is something about putting yourself in a place where you're not the go-to person, where you're not the end-all, be-all. That is the first step, I think, to unlearning. Secondly, recognize that you don't know everything. Recognize that. Recognize. Why is that so hard? Because- I um, think that's sometimes the hardest thing when you're in a fight with your spouse because it's hard to admit that you're wrong that you might be wrong or not even that you're wrong that you might be off a little so for me a lot of times i'm like i don't think i'm wrong but But if i would be honest like yeah but you're off like your perspective your your way that you're approaching this it's off a little so babe when we're having an argument and you're maybe not completely wrong can i say to you babe you're off <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. You can that. say that, but what's <laughs> most important is for me to have the self awareness to be able to admit. First of all, recognize that I don't know everything. That is freeing, by the way. Like, dude, you don't know everything. Recognize it. It's easy to do when you're 20. Well, 20 year olds think they know everything. It's easy to do when you're 30 and you're just getting started in your career and you're like, I don't know everything. But when you hit your 40s and your 50s and then your 60s, all of a sudden you're like, I know a thing about a thing. Or you know, you know, like, I know some 20 year olds who are experts in like the YouTube world, and you start talking about that, like. They know. And the thing of it is, they know. But I think for us to unlearn, we're going to have to recognize that you don't know everything and admit that you might be wrong. Um, I'll put it this way. Stop making excuses for yourself. I think so many times when we know things and we resist this, this, this art of unlearning, we make excuses because we know. Like, here's why you can't do it this way. Trust me, I've already done it. We make excuses for ourselves. And can I just say this? And I'm going to dabble a little bit. I don't know if this will rub people the wrong way, which is a really bad phrase. <laughs> you know, like don't, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is going to rub you the wrong way. Maybe it'll rub you the right way. What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> um, Why don't we use that saying? Know. We have all these, like, we've met a bunch of sayings on this episode. Some of the okay. old ones are um, really bad. COVID has become the great scapegoat. That is real. I am telling you. And uh, okay, I'm not going to get into this whole COVID's real. It's real. We know people have it. We I, we know people have caught it. Um we get that, right? So I and I'm and I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to downplay the severity of it. I think different personalities and different perspectives take it from one extreme to the other. I think True. we fall in the middle, leaning towards an extreme, but more in the middle. I try not to be extremist, right? So and I most might of be people, a little um, you, yeah, I you, don't feel like you guys are in the middle. But we're not in the middle. <laughs> we're not I didn't in the middle. say we're in the middle, but we, we're not all the way to the left or the right, you know, or whatever. I can't even use any words. I don't want to say left or right because now it's political. I mean, we're not to one side or the other. Gosh, can't even talk these days. Um, oh, we're going to keep talking. But people are like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't pursue that. Why? Well, everything's shut down. Now, it's been a year. It's been a year. We're going on a year for COVID. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't come out. I can't go over. Why? Oh, COVID. And here's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, sometimes we use things as an excuse to not do what maybe we should be doing, what would be good for us to do. And I think COVID has become the great scapegoat for many of us. You can say that again. I can't do that. Why? Well, I mean, we're in a pandemic. We've been in a pandemic for a year. Or I, I can't do that. Why? Because, well, it's dangerous. Life is dangerous. I can't Life go is to dangerous. That, that party or a gathering because of 
because of COVID. And, and I understand, and I don't want to argue it because I know even Victor Soundchick and us, we may not all agree. But I'm just saying, if you're not careful, we start making excuses. You can find anything. Like, you can find anything. Oh, I can't go to college. Why? Well, because my family isn't rich and I don't have the money. Oh, what an excuse. How convenient for you. Um, I can't start a business because I don't, okay, I remember we were starting a church. I will never forget this. We were starting a church and I had, we weren't starting it yet. It was about February before the, before the lockdown had hit. And he literally, a pastor called me. He's like, bro, I heard you're starting a church. Like, first of all, man, like there's lockdowns coming. It might be illegal. And I was like, okay, well I've, I've done my research. Thank you. I kind of felt like he wasn't as much concerned for me as he was trying to be like, you shouldn't do it. I was like, thanks man. Well, I'm, I'm going to do everything, you know, according to guidelines and all that will be safe. And he's like, okay, just so you know. Church planting isn't for the faint of heart. It cost us $350,000 to start, and that didn't even include my salary, which someone else paid for me for a year. And I remember thinking like, wow. $350,000. What an excuse for me to be like, yeah, what are we even doing, man? Like that one perspective. And I just refused. I literally gave him a smiley face and a heart and a 100, as if to say, watch me do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just think we can find excuses. I think one of the ways to recognize that you don't know everything is stop making excuses for how you do. That's really Stop great. making excuses. Maybe just be like, ah, maybe it's, you know what I'm saying? Stop falling back on it. Anyways. And then number three, recognize. So if you're going to recognize that you don't know everything, recognize that there are other people who know better than you. That's, there you go. Okay. That's it. It's one thing for me to admit that I might be wrong. It is a completely different thing. For me to admit that you might be right. That, that is so much harder, right? Because like, I think all of us and can not find- not only just knowing, but voicing it. Because there's something, yeah. and I, maybe this is, yeah. I just want to say this, it's personal for me. I can actually think it, like, let's just say the scenario is us, right? And I'm like, okay, he's right. I'm thinking, okay, he's right. And we just got in an argument. But it, it's almost like it's freeing and also life-changing, if I can say it that way, when I say to you, you're right. You're actually right. right. Those words coming out of my mouth, something triggers differently in my psyche and my emotions. And it's like, I almost have like given myself permission to be like, okay, good for you. You can change now. You can grow. You can not be the right one. Especially someone who might not be, you know, as, a, as, as skilled in you in a certain area. And not area. like, oh, okay, you're right, Billy. Yeah, okay, yeah. You're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. All right. Okay, fine, my bad, you're, you're right. right. Oh, fine, you know everything. Fine, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally like, oh, well, you know everything. Okay. So, I mean, I'll just, fine, I'll just be back I, here. I'm not going to argue this with you anymore. <laughs> you're right. Okay, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Smarty Pants. I'll just let you make all the decisions. Yeah. No, it all is. All right, Big Daddy. You're right. Like, I think I can find a level of humility from time to time. Like, okay, I might be wrong. Yeah. But it takes another jump for me to be like, and... Because it's easy for me to be like, I might be wrong, but so are you. Like, I know I did wrong, but so did you. Like, I'm See, sorry. For, like, it's like this. It's human nature. I'm sorry for what I did, but you're sorry for what you did, right? <laughs> like, it's like, you it's know that, what I'm saying? It's this narcissistic aside no, Don't call me us. narcissistic. No, That's human is, nature. I know, but it's like this kind of like, like when well, we're in an argu- I'm, only, I'm only wrong if you're you're also admitting you're wrong. No, totally. It's like, like when I'm in an argument with you or you're in an argument with me, it's like, I come to you like, babe, I want to apologize for what I said. And then there's something inside of me that's waiting. And you'll do the same, like. But. And is there anything you want to say to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it it's one thing to admit that I'm wrong, that I could be wrong, that I might not know it all. It's another thing to admit that you might be right. And in fact, your way is better than my way. Yeah. Because what if my way is good and the way I think we should do something is good and the way I've done it before it works. But, but to admit that like, but your way might actually and does actually work better. Thus the art of unlearning. 
Like it's not easy to unlearn. It is, I will go as far as say this, it is much easier to learn than it is to unlearn. And even hearing you say it, it's like, it sounds so easy, but it is so hard to do. And I think that's the thing for me. I, I'm like, why don't I do that more? What you just said, because to me, I'm listening now and you know, obviously I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wanting to receive what this conversation It's like, that sounds so easy, but when you are in the moment, you're wanting to receive from a great wisdom. Yes. When you're in the moment of a difficult argument or a difficult scenario, you just, it's like, you want to be right so bad. Pride, self-preservation, um, unwillingness to admit that you're right because maybe the way you presented your idea was a little arrogant or, you know, you know, people aren't perfect. So maybe they come off like, I know better than you. And And you're like, no, you don't. It's the perfectionist in all of us that doesn't want to to uh, do something off or do something wrong or miss the mark, you know? And I think for me personally, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do wrong. So I want to do everything I can to be like, well, well, but, but what I was saying was, but what I, you know, it's like you make these excuses at the end of the day, I'm like, it's okay to be wrong. And I think for me, it's not so much that I don't want to do wrong. I just want to do the right thing. So it's like, I realize that you're going to do wrong things getting to the right thing, but I just want to always be like, I did made the right decision. I handled it the right way. And when you didn't, or you don't, and you're or you're it. not. It's hard in the moment. I also think one of the ways to recognize that other people are better than, than you. you or have a better way of doing it, like their way is better than your way, is to start listening. And I mean really listening. For instance, I think listening to other people, when I listen, I listen with my ears and my mind. When I hear them, I hear with my heart. So here's what I mean. Like this to me is real listening. Listening, like a lot of times we'll be in a conversation and I'll be like, babe, I'm listening. And what it means is I'm like, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm, you know, I'm, my ears are taking in what you're saying and I'm thinking about what you're saying. That's listening. Like if you're not thinking about what you're saying, if all I'm doing is thinking about what I want to say and my thing, then I'm not even listening. But if I'm listening, I'm, I'm hearing what, it's coming in through my ears, right? And I'm thinking about it. But hearing you means like I'm literally taking it to heart and being like, Maybe what I thought was ridiculous and just kind of Add like a question. Like, dude, yeah. that's not even that's that's not even, you know, it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to you. Right. Maybe in fact, that's actually there's a ton of wisdom. And I have found that in our relationship over the years that you'll say something and my first reaction many times would be like, dude, that's like you don't even know anything about this. Like that's actually not even a, that's not possible. It's completely, I want to say asinine, but it's not asinine. Like, it's just like, it's it's not even, I can't think of the word. I keep, I keep trying to that's find it. Word. Yeah, asinine. Yeah. Asinine. Like, dude, it's like, it's it's like, it's nonsense. Oh, that's it. It's no. nonsensical. Like, what you're saying is nonsensical. But I have found if I will literally hear it and I'll take it to heart and all of a sudden, like, begin to unlearn what I know, because we do know things. Sure. I have found many times in our relationship, like, her nonsensical thought, suggestion, I'm like, you know what? In fact, in a crazy turn of events, maybe. <laughs> well, thank you, babe. That's what we should do. I've you know? been waiting for like, you to say this no, all my life. You have not. I've said this to you I so mean, many like, times. This is like a moment. But you know, other people, <laughs> if we'll if we'll really hear them and listen to them, you might be like, what you first thought was nonsensical. Like, dude, that is ridiculous. That's nonsensical. You're, like, don't be so quick, man. Uh-huh. Practice the art of unlearning. Take it to heart. Just hear it with your ears. Contemplate it with your mind, but then take it to heart and really, really, really try and understand. And who knows, the secret to your success, the the key to the next open door in your life could be 
that suggestion that wasn't yours because you don't know everything because you put yourself in a place to be like, maybe I don't know. Yes. Maybe I'm not the yes. best. And you actually listen. All of a sudden you're like, oh, uh, what, what originally was thought as crazy, for instance, starting a church in the middle of a pandemic, nonsensical, nonsensical, nonsensical. to me. Like I had to convince myself, like, why would you do that? By the way, bro. Like, wh- I really you- like the nonsensical though. Like, I do too. Sometimes I'm just like, sometimes when some things just don't make sense, jump out and do it mm-hmm. because it, it starts to begin to make sense as you jump out. It's like the same thing we talked the other day about. You you'll figure it out on the way. You'll figure it out. As you go, no, obviously we're not talking about foolishness here. Yeah. But I think, but I think that's the, that's the like, you know, faith side of life where you have to just, you can't see it. There's nothing tangible to hold on to, but. And let me ask you this, both of you guys, both Vic and Jen, like, do you think this is more of a personality thing or is this a life principle? I personally would rather, if I'm going to err in life, I would rather err on the side of risk than safety for me personally. Like. Jen, I think you probably feel the same way. That's why we're married. Vic, do you think that's a personality thing or do you think that's a principle in life? To err on the side of risk rather than safety. Or are you like, well, that's a personality. It starts as a personality Mm -hmm. and it transitions yeah, because I, yeah, maybe, I mean, I, def, I definitely think certain personality types well, yeah, you've l- got more caution, lend themselves to that. Yeah, yeah. Personality, yeah. But I think life in general, if you look at anything that has advanced in life, moved forward in life, in history, in anything. I mean, Martin Luther King, we're about to have yeah, celebrate Martin Luther the King weekend. Come up. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a man, his house was bombed. I've been reading so many stories about Martin Luther King. Like, his house was bombed, his family was threatened. I mean, he ultimately died by assassination standing on a hotel balcony. I mean, this man lived his life, but he spoke. But he he wasn't afraid of the risks he was taking because yeah. he was doing something. He was moving something forward. And the things that Martin Luther King Jr. moved forward in society and history and for the world, I mean, they're insurmountable what he's done. It's amazing. It took risks. And as we praise him for those things, which is, is just unbelievable. But if we could just look at ourselves and say, just do a little bit of what Martin Luther King did. Just do a little bit of what even Jesus did. You know, like if we took action... In, in those just do areas. a little bit of what the, the the store owner down the street did when they opened up their store. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yes. just, I mean, we get one shot at this life. I suppose we could all just play it safe and hunker down. But then I would I would I would argue: Are you really living, or are you just existing? It is one thing to be alive, and it's another thing just to be consuming oxygen. I am not interested in going through the next forty years of my life just consuming oxygen. I want to live life, which means. We're going to have to kind of put ourselves out there in those places and step out. And we're going to have to be willing to unlearn. Now, let me say this. I think there are people who go through their whole life and they refuse to unlearn. That's okay. But to the level I feel like we can unlearn is the level that we can I don't know if it's okay. It's just that's where they've decided to Well, I wouldn't say they failed at life. But I say if you really want to move forward, if you really want to do something, if you want to get somewhere, you're going to have to in seasons of life. Commit to the art of unlearning yes. so that we can do something new. Absolutely. So, it's really good. Yeah. And I think as you grow older, that 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 right there, unlearning, is probably what the secret ingredient to to becoming a really happy, normal older person. And yeah. you know, I just want to be when I'm in my fifties and sixties and seventies, just the person that even my grandkids, they want to still hang out with me because there's this part of you know, grandma that loves to just try things new and grandma. and willing to just live life in that space. 
Grandma's sexy. That's what I'm saying. Well, well babe, cheers that was to that. Good. Cheers. Sometimes to- the only way to learn something new is to unlearn what you already know. That's good. Nailed it. Cheers, my love. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.